0: RV Renovation Nation. Welcome to the New Look RV Renovation Podcast,
1: where we want to empower and entertain RV renovators with relevant information, ideas, and stories.
0: On today's episode of the podcast, we are talking about a topic that we get a lot of questions on, and that is, how do I price and sell my renovated RV?
1: Should be easy, right?
0: (laughs) So your RV is renovated and it's time to sell it. How do you approach that?
1: Hmm, I think some of that comes down to um, what is your approach? Are you a family who maybe fixed up an RV and are now ready to either upgrade or get out of uh, RVing altogether? Are you a, someone who's kind of doing this as a side hustle and just lo- looking to make a few extra bucks here and there? Or are you a full time professional RV renovator?
0: That's very true. There is certainly a difference between someone who is just renovating an RV for their family and someone who is a professional RV renovator. And I think you actually got to see that firsthand a few weeks ago here when you went to inspect an RV.
1: Yeah, so long story short, we put a little bit of this in our stories, but I went to um, inspect an RV to potentially purchase for renovation and um, in a roundabout way I knew the seller. And he had his new RV on site. And after I told him why I was passing on the one he was selling, he actually asked me if I would check out his new one for me because he had a concern. And went and looked at this RV. It had been totally repainted. There was wallpaper. Um, I think there was like new cushions. It had been renovated.
0: So it looked really pretty and nice, right?
1: It did. It looked really nice. And
0: so if someone didn't know a lot about RVs, maybe they would think it was great?
1: Yeah, if somebody didn't know what to look for um, when shopping for RVs, which a lot of people unfortunately don't, they definitely, this would have passed the eyeball test Mm. 100%. And it did in this this poor guy's case. But what we ended up finding out when I looked at it quick for him was that the entire back half of the RV was basically dry rotted. The subfloor was just like, you probably could have jumped on it and landed on the ground beneath it. It was that bad. So there was just leaks that had never been addressed probably years and years worth of leaks. And the worst part about it is, um, I don't know if it was the person who renovated it and sold it or not, but somebody tried to patch this with just putting some two-by-fours underneath it to re- mm-hmm. to reinforce that subfloor. And that's just not, that wasn't going to work.
0: So certainly not a professional RV renovator.
1: Not somebody no. with, their, with their head in the right space, at least. And what I mean by that is I just mean somebody who is thinking about The next families or the uh, the purchasing families' safety and um, their investment, like keeping that in mind. So Mm -hmm. definitely, definitely not a professional renovation job. This is probably an RV that either needed to be completely gutted and the subfloor needed to be replaced, or it just needed to uh, find its way to the end of the road. That's kind of where it was at.
0: Yikes! And it sounds like he paid a price similar to what you would pay for um, a professional job
1: yeah and um again he didn't even realize that the rv that he was selling and replacing this one with also had leaking and and water damage and that's just that's i think a common thing you know most people aren't aren't aware of that and they're not uh they just don't have the right knowledge set to know you know what they're purchasing So to kind of wrangle this back, if you are um, somebody who is just, you know, you've dressed, you prettied up your RV and your family took some trips in it, and now you're you're looking to move that along, um, you might approach that sale a whole lot differently in a sense that you might be just looking to either recoup part of or all of your initial investment, or maybe even make some money on top of it. So... You got both um, the experiences that you gained with your family in it, and you didn't lose any money in what is generally a depreciating asset. So mm-hmm. that's, that's going to be completely different than um, somebody who is trying to renovate for um, business, as far as how they're, how they're going to approach selling and, you know, where their price point and everything is going to be at. I think somebody who uh, is kind of just doing this as a side hustle also like probably is thinking about it a little bit differently than even like um, a business like ours is in the sense that they just might want to make a couple extra bucks, you know, on the side. So Mm -hmm. maybe they're doing some of those simple renovations. They're just kind of doing some of the aesthetic work um, and they're not looking to uh, spend, you know, uh, A whole load of hours on the renovation and so they don't need to recoup recoup that time you know back in money
0: yeah that's very true yeah because there's a difference between just renovating and making something pretty with like paints and renovating something and making it more functional and giving it longevity And I think that's something that a lot of professional RV renovators are striving for is to give these rigs new life and longevity, whether that means they're redoing the roof, uh, caulking seams, uh, you know, fixing water damage and doing all those things that are going to make the life of an RV for the next family that owns it even longer than it would have otherwise.
1: That's huge. Yeah, that's really important what what you just said there. It's... um... That's, that's the big difference. Like, are you adding to the value and the longevity of that RV? And that's, that's going to put you at a different price point and a different sales point than are you just covering up some of the issues that exist?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, very true.
1: And so moving on from that, um, somebody kind of, uh, you know, identifies maybe what category they fall into there. Um, what, what are the methods for listing an RV or getting, getting word out that you have it for sale?
0: Yeah, so there's a lot of great methods, I think, for selling a renovated RV. Some of the big ones that we personally use are Facebook Marketplace. And within Facebook Marketplace, there's a lot of local buy, sell, trade groups, which we've seen some success from Um, with Facebook Marketplace. It's always really nice to initially when we put listings out there, we get some nice comments from people that, you know, aren't necessarily going to be our buyers, but it's just positive feedback. And that's always nice to hear when someone sends you a message and says, hey, this looks really great. If I was looking to buy an RV, I would love to buy this one kind of thing. And so that's always nice. But we've also had success and personally gotten a buyer through a local Facebook marketplace a couple of times now, actually. Of course, there's Craigslist, which I mean, wouldn't you say, seems to be a dying market.
1: Our first couple of renovations, we sold them through Craigslist and that's where all of our interest came, came through. But yeah, definitely in the last, in the last about 12 months or so, it just seems like the switch just flipped and I don't even know on our last renovation, if we got any inquiries officially through Craigslist or not, it's really just been, it's crickets kind of on that side. I think that, you know, just somehow users just, they're not going there anymore.
0: Yeah. And I mean, personally, I even see that I am constantly looking for RVs to purchase. And I can't tell you the last time I checked Craigslist. I probably should, um, but I'm generally always going to Marketplace to do that through Facebook. So another huge thing is putting your listing out on your own social media, um, whether that be Facebook or Instagram. And we've seen success through that. We've had a few purchasers now through Instagram, um, just like making reels with your renovated rig and um, sharing your listing. And having other people share it can be huge.
1: And YouTube also. we So when we put together a listing, we obviously take after photos. Mm-hmm. And we also take after video. And we put together um, what we call a video walkthrough. And so we want it to be something that we can send out to any um, serious or somewhat serious inquiries. So that they can get a good, strong idea of the layout and what storage is there and everything else that's involved in ERB before having to come out and physically put eyes on it.
0: Yeah. And I think that's been huge for us. And I think maybe COVID kind of drove us to do that initially. I'm not sure if we would have thought of doing that otherwise. We probably just would have let everyone who wanted to come out and see our RV. But instead, when someone says they're serious, we send them a video walkthrough first. And then if they're still interested, then we invite them out um, to view in person. And also the video walkthrough has been very helpful with out-of-state buyers as well.
1: So they're just able to, to get a good idea of the space without coming out. So those visuals are super important, mm-hmm. especially if a big part of your remodel is style and aesthetic. Um, you want to be able to communicate those through the visuals the The worst thing you can do is just have really poor underexposed photos and and cell phones do a great job nowadays but um, a professional DSLR or professional video cameras are always going to be better better so um, use the tool that's that's most readily available to you but if you have access to a little better equipment um, you know like we do because our background is in photography, we definitely would recommend it.
0: Yeah and then otherwise the only other. Um, sites that we've listed on personally are RV Trader and RV Inspiration, which those are both two sites that are paid sites that you pay to put your listing on. And um, we specifically just used those on our last listing and they seemed very successful. We had a lot of leads through both of them, uh, particularly RV Inspiration, which seems to be a site more for renovated RVs, which really fits the niche and genre that we're in. So I think that's great. You have to know with listing on sites like that, that you're no longer looking for potentially a local buyer and probably more so an out-of-state buyer. And so you kind of need to know everything that goes along with that.
1: Yeah. And there are some additional hurdles. And so, you know, one is obviously the distance. So having that video walkthrough, having extensive photos is a great idea for them. But then you also got to think about things like um, potential delivery, Mm -hmm. you know, whether that's something you're willing to do on your own. Otherwise, there are several businesses out there that will do um, delivery, whether they flatbed it or they just tow it. We leave that in the client's hands to get those quotes at this point, but um, we've seen several quotes to get uh, our RV shipped across the country. So it's kind of been an interesting side of it, but it's definitely not cheap. No. It can be, uh, you know, we're in Wisconsin and we've heard quotes going out to California that were maybe like five or $6,000 or maybe down towards like Georgia or Florida that are more like $4,000. So there could be that additional cost there for for the purchaser. So along those lines, what other things do you think that people selling renovated RVs need to both be aware of themselves, but also be educating potential buyers on?
0: Yeah, so it's interesting. A lot of our purchasers, almost all, so I would say like 90% of our purchasers have actually been first-time RV owners. And so it's been a huge thing to educate on just like the logistics. How do you tow How do you hook up the tanks, Um, the hoses to the tanks, like all those things. So that's been one big thing that we've had to educate clients on. But then just also things like tow vehicle. I feel like I can't even tell you how many times we've gotten emails that I've had to answer where someone will say, do you think my Subaru will tow this? Or do you think my minivan could tow this. I think it's really important for people to understand tow vehicle. And there's a lot that goes into that as far as like gross vehicle weight and cargo capacity. And that's a whole algebra equation, I feel like.
1: to figure that all out. yeah, And it's, it's definitely a little overwhelming if you've never looked into it or thought about it, but it's one of those things that's not too hard to wrap your head around, you know, once you start diving into it, but yeah, that definitely, and that also goes into another topic that we'll touch on like pre-qualifying, uh, purchasers, but you, you wouldn't believe like, especially early on when we didn't think about getting these questions out in front of us, like how many people would show up and uh want to do a in person showing and potentially buy and take a renovation home and have a minivan or have something that had yeah. no business you know towing a seven thousand pound you know thirty foot r v or whatever behind behind their vehicle,
0: even our last renovation that we had listed day one someone locally was super interested, like I thought they were coming and purchasing. And unfortunately, they had a smaller size SUV that really wasn't equipped to pull the travel trailer that we had listed. And we just had to be honest with them. I, I really think they would have moved forward with the purchase. And I mean, obviously, we could have just let them do that. But I mean, safety is very important, obviously.
1: Mm-hmm. And so people need to know about towing.
0: Mm-hmm. They need to
1: know about the basics of camping. What else?
0: Uh, financing, mm. it's very important to understand that say a seller is selling a renovated RV, you can't necessarily just go to a bank or lender and expect that they're going to lend you the full amount of the renovated RV. Um, a lot of times lenders will only lend kind of like the NADA value of the RV before it's renovated. And I think that's a big hurdle for people to grasp, so for us, a lot of our purchasers have been cash buyers. Um, once in a while, we've had some people um, run uh, finance like a small portion of the renovation as well.
1: It's sort of like if they were, and this is how we frame it to them: if they were purchasing a fully renovated home, but the bank was only willing to, uh, you know, lend them the amount that that home was originally worth, unrenovated. You know, which all cases would be drastically less than, you know, what the current state of the home would be. So it's something that, you know, we're hoping to find a solution to that. There's got to be a lender out there that would take on this sort of clientele. But as of right now, that is that that is one of the hurdles with selling a renovated RV, especially when you're above what that NADA value is listed at.
0: Mm-hmm. And so for us also with this last listing, we saw a lot of people who were interested in purchasing who were maybe like doing a re- refi on their house. And so they just needed to wait till the refi went through. Um, but the unfortunate part of that right now is we all know what a crazy housing market it is. And so lenders are behind. And so people would be waiting, I mean, 30, 60 days for their refinances to go through. And so as a seller, you also need to realize... That you don't want to just say yes right away to someone. So maybe they say, "Hey, I'll purchase this once my refinance goes through." Well, there you are sitting on an RV for 60 days, and another buyer could have came along.
1: And everybody's gonna do this their own way, but speaking from our knowledge, you can't do that. Like we will do no holds. Um, you know, there's a few situations where maybe if somebody uh, is coming from a distance and they guaranteed you they're going to be there, you know, in the next 48 hours or something or you know, they scheduled some sort of specific appointment, but otherwise you got to understand that a lot of these leads will just go poof overnight. So, you cannot hold on to your rig specifically for somebody who's potentially interested and they're not going to be able to make it out for 2 weeks. That would be a huge mistake because you'd be passing on all of those other leads which could definitely turn out to be your buyer within those leads. So,
0: yeah, that's very true. So I mean, one of the biggest questions I would say that we get is how do you price your renovated RV?
1: How do you price your renovated RV? So some of that comes back to the approach again. You know, Are you a full-time renovator? Is this a side hustle? Or are you just looking to recoup some of the money that you put into your own personal RV? That's a big factor. I think you have to know the market. So you have to be actively shopping or at least put your eyes on other um, listings, you need to be in touch with NADA values. And then you also need to look at sites like RV Inspiration and see what are other renovated RVs um, selling for. You know, that's, those are some of the pieces that you throw into that puzzle. And you just have to be honest with yourself as far as, did you increase the value and the longevity of this RV? Is it better off after it came to you? Or did you just cover up a bunch of problems with some paint and you're just passing it along down the road? And obviously, you know, it's a free country. You can, you can charge what you want to, but we would always highly recommend to kind of look at it through that lens and to be honest with yourself. And so for us, we're approaching this as uh, it's a full-time job or more in some cases. And so we're spending X amount of time on the renovation and we have X amount of dollars put into it. So we literally have to sit down and figure out how much money is our time and our energy worth for this project? And can we get, can we recoup? That time and energy, you know, make that profit on specific rig or RV, and that's really something we think about even before we purchase.
0: Yeah, I think that's very true. Um, even with this last purchase that we just made for our next renovation, there were a few RVs that we were considering, and so kind of wrote out purchase price, what we thought we would be investing in each one, and kind of projected out also how long each renovation would take us, and projected out what we thought we could sell those. Renovations for,
1: and everybody's going to be different on that one, and everybody's going to value their time differently. And again, if this is just kind of a side hustle for you, maybe it's a great, great thing to just make two or three or four thousand dollars, you know, extra every thirty or sixty days, and um, you're not getting super deep into some of those um, fixes with the renovation. But if uh, you're a full-time renovator and this is a primary source of income, uh, you definitely you have to think about it a little bit differently. But You also have to take into um, consideration how quickly you know are you willing and able to sell also Mm -hmm. um because if you have to sit on an rv for a couple of months is that something that's doable for you or do you need to see uh that money you know back a lot sooner than that that's going to also affect your price points so we always kind of set our ideal price and then we always have in mind like kind of what if it was a quick sale i think what the price would be And we've been, we're at a point where we can start at that ideal price and, um, you know, we can hold on to that for a a set amount of time. And I think another thing to consider in that, how long you can hold on to that ideal price point is what point in the calendar are you at? And so that's going to vary state to state and region to region. But, you know, where we're at, the peak camping times are kind of May through august or you know maybe september
0: people are into fall camping they
1: are but that's the peak and then it kind of falls off on both ends seems to be really dead late november through january february when it begins to pick up again so i think understanding where you're at in that cycle is important so like our last rv we sat on for a little while but we knew that we were fine with being at our ideal price point because we hadn't even began to really ramp in to that busy camping season. So for us, it wouldn't have been a big deal to, to hold on to it for a few months because we knew that once we got into the busy season, it would for sure move. So I think those are, those are big things you need to consider when figuring out that price point.
0: Yeah. And of course, demand is an important thing to consider as well. Um, just having a feeling for demand for RVs in general, uh, renovated RVs, and then RVs in your area as well. And so maybe if you live in an area where RVs aren't real popular or people aren't purchasing renovated RVs, then maybe you kind of know you need to reach out on the internet and post your RV on sites like RV Inspiration and look for out-of-state buyers. Mm
1: -hmm. And there's tons of different strategies with this and people go at it all different kinds of ways. But I think that if you are on the end where you can set your ideal price, you should have a plan in place, like how long where you're willing to sit at that and kind of know that if you get to you know a certain date in the calendar then you're willing to revisit and uh, do price reductions and that sort of thing I wouldn't get too panicked right away if your RV doesn't sell in 24 hours don't lose your
0: you know what (laughs) yeah I think some people have methods you know that I've heard that are like If your RV hasn't sold in two weeks, then you should do a price reduction or pull it offline and do a price reduction and repost. Um, And everyone's allowed to have their own methods. But I think for us, having that plan in place of, okay, this is what we're asking. And if we get to this point in the calendar year, then we'll reduce our price. But otherwise, we're firm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that has been... Been good for us. And I mean, selling an RV is a roller coaster of emotions. It truly is. Uh, We kind of touched on that initially. You get all those compliments and stuff, and that kind of obviously feels great. And then you start getting all these emails. The big one that we got a lot with our last renovation was someone writing. Numerous people writing saying, I'm very interested or
1: super interested <laughs> yeah. or really interested
0: in your RV. And so, you know, you're thinking, oh, they're going to buy it. And then all of a sudden, maybe they ghost you or maybe they can't find financing. And so then it's like a down day. And then you get another email that someone says, I'm super interested in your RV. And then it's back up the roller coaster again. And so I think that's an important thing to which is very hard for me. I'm a very emotional person, but I think it's very important to have a level head, I guess, and just kind of know that just because someone sends you an email saying they're very interested, they might not be.
1: Yeah, you got to have that baseline. You got to know your ideal price, your uh, quick sale price, and then just manage your expectations through that because it's a lot of headspace. Like April said, it's a lot of emotion. Obviously, the quicker you can sell it, um, the less interaction and communication and all those sorts of things you have to spend your time on so there can be some value attached to that whether or not you want to consider you know a a lower than ideal offer um, that's kind of up to you we generally pass on them during you know our initial time frame, or at least we did in this last renovation, our previous renovations that all actually sold within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But we knew and we know that as we kind of climb up into higher price points, that the sale is going to be a little bit trickier and take a little bit longer because of those, fi- you know, those financing reasons. And just because you know with anything, the higher the price gets, the less of a potential buying pool there is so those are all those are all factors to kind of weigh in one of the things we've alluded to too is that it's really important to pre-qualify uh potential buyers and this is just something we learned actually from uh, our photography business but it's really translated well into RV renovation because you know, like we talked about, there is a lot of interaction, a lot of communications. There's a lot of people wanting to come out and see your RV. So the more that you can pre-qualify people, the less hoops you're going to be jumping through, the less time you're going to be wasted on showings and communicating with people that are never, ever going to end up buying your project.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I think truly if If you didn't pre-qualify people, this would be a full-time, it already is a full-time job of getting back to people, but you would literally be interacting with people all day long who are probably not even your buyer. You'd be having people come and look at your RV, walk them through it, maybe for an hour, and again, maybe they don't have a tow vehicle yet. Maybe they don't have financing. Maybe they don't plan on buying an RV for six months. We get that a lot where someone's like... Can I come look like we're going to buy an RV in six months? Well, we sure hope this will be sold in six months. So reach out to us then.
1: A tow vehicle isn't a total um, breaking point. We've had a few buyers actually buy a tow vehicle after Mm -hmm. they bought an RV from us, but they need to be aware of that. They need to know that, hey, there might be an additional investment on top of the purchase of the RV in order to make this whole thing work. So those are the main, main things to really get across right away. Send them, we send them the video walkthrough. And if all those boxes align and check up, then we'll let somebody come out and take a look at it physically, or maybe we'll spend more time on them, you know, in a live FaceTime or something, you know, if they're not local and then we'll progress in the conversations, but usually like probably 80% or higher of those really very super serious leads kind of go away after that pre-qualification phase. Yeah, I would say
0: so. So yeah, financing, um, just really educating your buyer on the financing side, I'd say is huge because a lot of people really truly do think, you know, I have great credit. I can just go to a bank and get a loan for this. So educating them on that process is huge. I mean, another huge thing that we kind of touched on before, but I think that buyers need to be aware of is who are you purchasing this renovated RV from? And we kind of touched on this earlier. Are you purchasing this from someone who is a full time RV renovator uh, who does this as a professional? Or are you purchasing this from, you know, the guy down the street who painted the RV for his family to go to Yellowstone in and now they don't want it anymore?
1: And that can be hard. That can be really hard to figure out. Um, I don't maybe even know exactly how I'd recommend to somebody to try to figure that out. But I guess one would be just to kind of, you know, if they have any kind of social media accounts, you know, look through them and see how how much work have they done? How many jobs have they done? Does it seem like they take pride in their work? Um, Does it seem like they're uh, talking about fixing certain problems when they come across them in rigs? Uh, I think that those would be like um, some good signs that you're dealing with a professional renovator.
0: Yeah, that's very true. And then if you're able to inspect the RV yourself, I think that's very important. Um, Or if you're out of state, getting an RV inspection done can be huge as well. I actually just saw um, another RV renovator who's renovating an RV right now that I think someone had previously renovated, but they literally are like peeling the paint off the cabinets because, you know, the people didn't do the proper prep work before they painted the cabinets. Um, So yeah, that's something you would definitely find out if you were inspecting the RV, like, hey, does the paint scratch right off? (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's sad. And those are the kinds of things that unfortunately that you might not learn as an RV renovator until you do do the jobs. So again, like coming back to who are you? And what is the experience that you're bringing with you to the table? Just because you made an RV look pretty doesn't mean that you should be charging top dollar. So I think it's just being honest, being honest at where you're at in that in that scale. And, um, you know, figuring out what price point is, is right for the particular uh, RV. That's true, and so, as we t- we touched on in the open too there's different methodologies to um, buying and selling, so we've talked largely about buying, renovating, selling as a business model. You can also obviously do client renovations we're We're on client renovation number one, so we don't have a lot to reflect on at this point, um, so far, so good. It's been been a good experience, but um, we're just about halfway through the renovation, so we don't necessarily have any takeaways on that. But we know that there's a lot of renovators and a lot of businesses out there that are successful with that model.
0: Yeah, and what would you say the positives to that method are?
1: Well, the positives are that there's not a lot of like there's not going to be that added stress of the post sale process. So mm-hmm. we'll eliminate all of that communication. But I guess if there were to be, you know, the flip side of that coin, it would be that there was a lot of communication up front. And so, but the communication is with a single, you know, person or family as opposed to a hundred people and families. So, so there's definitely, there's definitely a lot of positives with it.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And I think, um, we actually touched on this, uh, through a podcast episode with our lively tribe that we did, I think one of the big things with this renovation that's been really nice is knowing who we're renovating it for. Um, a lot of times with renovations, you sit there and you're like, Am I renovating this for a couple? Or do they have kids? How old are their kids? Are they going to need a bigger table? Will this table work well for them? And with this renovation, Uh, Just knowing the family that we're renovating it for and how many kids they have, where they plan to camp, and things that they'll do with this rig has really made renovating it, I would say, easier because we have answers to those questions. And so we kind of have like an end picture in mind.
1: Sounds like you like client renovations. (laughs) The jury's still out. We'll we'll figure out which method we like best. But the truth is, we'll probably end up doing a blend,
0: mm-hmm.
1: blend of the two.
0: Yeah, that's very true. And um, one other thing we didn't touch on that can be important to know too, and I'm sure all you fellow professional RV renovators know this. It's just important to know how many RVs in your state that you can sell each year without being
1: uh, RV dealership.
0: Yeah. And so that can come into pricing as well. If you know, so for example, in Wisconsin, we can sell five a year without being a dealership. Beyond that, we would have to become like licensed and...
1: Bonded and have a facility and an agreement with a, a like a shop. And there's a whole list list of items that really fall under that umbrella.
0: So with knowing that, we know kind of also how much we want to charge for each RV based on knowing we can only do five of these a year. We obviously can do client re- more client renovations and things like that because those don't fall into the five that we're personally purchasing and selling. But that's just an important thing to know too. And that can be different state to state. So we've now sold seven RVs and there has definitely been a learning curve in there. We've definitely learned some things along the way. What do you think the biggest things are that you've learned through that selling process?
1: Well, I would say the fact that we sold so many of the early ones so quick means that we probably could have priced them a little bit higher.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: And so I think just supply and demand, that's kind of like basic economics lessons there. But however, we were, you know, doing things a lot differently on those earlier renovations than we would probably do them now. So maybe again, going back to kind of evaluating your, you know, what experience you're bringing to the table, like our renovations, you know, number one, you know, Probably wasn't worth as much as the renovation that we do on number seven. So you know there's some adjustments to be made there, but just you know figuring out the market and figuring out what a good price point is, I think is something that we've we're continuing to learn but are definitely doing a lot better at.
0: Yeah, that's very true. I would say for me personally, I've come a long way. I'm definitely an emotional person, and I think that roller coaster of emotions that I explained. I think even with the next renovation that we sell, I'll be a lot better at not getting so like vested in certain people and thinking that they're going to purchase the RV. I think now I kind of know until I see the buyer, until they're here to pick up the RV, that's when it's like a for sure thing. And so I think, yeah, just not getting too emotionally invested in things can be important. And I think I've definitely learned that.
1: And that, again, ties back to that whole pre-qualification of those leads. So if you don't sell it in 24 hours and you are um, having that listing out there for a little bit, you just have to pre-qualify who you're spending your time talking to. And that's going to be good for them, but it's going to be even better for you.
0: Yeah, that's very true. That's definitely something we have learned along the way. I would say initially maybe we didn't pre-qualify people quite as well.
1: So hopefully some of these insights help you in selling your RV.
0: Yeah, if you are currently selling a renovated RV, we wish you all the success and hope for a quick sale for you. And otherwise, if you're just in the middle of your RV renovation, we wish you luck with that too.
1: And if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let us know if you have any ideas for future shows or guests.
0: Yeah, and until next time, we look forward to bringing you more episodes that will help you give that RV a new look.